Welcome to the PeopleSoft Chat Podcast. Our guest this episode is Marcus Bodie, founder and president of Spear MC Consulting. Marcus and his team help PeopleSoft healthcare customers build out and execute their PeopleSoft roadmaps. And now, here's your podcast host, Senior Director of Product Strategy at Oracle, Robin of Elida. Welcome, everybody, to the PeopleSoft Chat Podcast. We have a very special guest with us today, Marcus Bodie from Spear MC. Marcus, welcome to the PeopleSoft Chat Podcast. All right. Thanks, Robin. I appreciate it and uh, happy to be here. So you and I, Marcus, we go back a ways. Um, Spear MC has been a trusted partner of Oracle specifically for PeopleSoft for quite some time. And I think one of the things that um, uh, enabled us to kind of get to know each other a little better is we both have East Coast and West Coast roots, and we have an affinity for loud machines. <laughs> <laughs> Those machines having four wheels. Exactly. Uh, with, with a gas-guzzling engine up front or behind, right? Or behind. Or That's, right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yep. Why don't we start by um, having you tell uh, folks listening what uh, Spear MC is all about and how, um, how you got started with them. I'd love to. So um, yeah, a little bit of history on uh, Spear MC. And this actually takes me back to just about a year ago where I was sitting on the Embarcadero with uh, Rebecca Jackson uh, answering the same question. It was pretty cool because uh, it was right across the street from the Embarcadero where we were on Spear Street in San Francisco, hence the name Spear MC. Uh, which uh, was where we started. So founded in 2004 on a bit of a lark and uh, right across from uh, where the Giants play. Uh, at the time it was SBC Park. It's now uh, Oracle Park. That's right. Like I said, yeah, we started 2004 uh, here in San Francisco, bootstrapped from the ground up. And uh, nowadays uh, we have eight offices across the United States, two in each time zone. And um, yeah, we've been a, uh, you know, a, a fervent sponsor of uh, PeopleSoft events uh, since 2004. In fact, uh, just this morning as I was going through stuff, kind of, you know, preparing some notes, as you know, for this call, Robin, one of the uh, images I emailed to you, you know, was that, that event for PeopleSoft Connect in 2004 at uh, Varnish Fine Art. So I thought that was pretty cool. I hadn't seen that in about 10 years. Yeah, it's amazing. Some of the uh, pictures and little uh, trinkets and t-shirts and whatnot that mm-hmm. customers share and partners share with me from their experiences from people saw back in the day. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of customers have a lot of those things on their desk and at home as well. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of backpacks, right? Yes. I can't tell you how many backpacks I have and I, I don't want to get rid of them. I mean, I want to keep them. They're just such an important part of my career and my history yeah. And they take up space, yes, but they're they're, they're too nostalgic for me to to, uh, true. to get rid of. It's who we are. Yeah, it's who we are. It's who we, part we, we are. And um, I think one of the things that you mentioned is that you're very much connected with what, what we're doing. You guys sponsor events. You're one of the sponsors for Quest Reconnect. Tell us a little bit about what made you take that extra step because we have a lot of partners that don't necessarily, you know, look to sponsor events like this. So what, what made you think that it was the right call to elevate your presence at the conferences and, and be a sponsor? That's a great question. And uh, I get asked that quite a bit. And I think that goes back to when we started the firm in 2004 and we quickly grew, you know, we, uh, we started at the right time, I think. 
and we uh, opened offices, uh, you know, one in Illinois, uh, which is where I'm from, uh, right outside of Chicago. And obviously we had one uh, here in San Francisco, which was, uh, you know, very close to, very close to PeopleSoft headquarters in Pleasanton. But, you know, back to your question. So why so much involvement with conferences and events and the user groups? And, you know, and like I said, it was, you know, three months after we started the company, right? We were already investing in, you know, throwing an event out of the PeopleSoft Connect conference. So, and I think it comes back to the fact that at SpearMC, we do not have a sales force, right? So it, it's, it's very much, you have the managing director, the firm's leadership at SpearMC are the doers, right? And we're the ones that are speaking to customers. We're the ones that are demoing products. We're the ones that are bringing the right people to the table with regards to domain expertise. But it's important to note that our ability to attract customers uh, to attract inbound leads was driven through the thought leadership and the presentations and the sponsorship that we did at the conferences. So it's a long-term play, getting involved with the conferences and the user groups, the various, you know, at the time, you know, the various regional user groups, but, you know, over time, based on the type of firm we are, uh, it was the right decision to make. And, you know, I look at how involved we are these days not just with the user groups and the conferences, but how we, how involved we are with your team. I know at that point that it was the right move to make. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And I think overall, the more connected you are, the more exposure you can have to other customers, uh, the more referenceability comes into play. Because I think it's particularly amongst PeopleSoft customers, the, the background and your experience with other customers and success you've had with other customers go uh, go a long way and uh, you don't need a sales force if you're doing really great work and and your customers are willing to tell other people about it the people soft community is a large one but it's also a very small one in terms of uh, people knowing who's doing good work out there and i think i think that helps in the long run yep you're absolutely right and speaking of customers there's one customer in particular that i know you've you've started to do some work with a, um, a healthcare organization in the midwest we'll just say for now Yep. And I know that when we were talking, this customer was had come up to me at a conference. In fact, I think it was Reconnect last year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And 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 uh, they were telling me how they had very much a coin-operated consultant uh, that was working with them. And I, I use that term, not them, mm-hmm. because it seemed like anything that they needed done, this consultant was doing it for them. Yep. But they weren't necessarily doing it in what I would say the right way or the way that we're trying to espouse with new functionality, new configuration. And there was never really a vision built out for them. And I don't think they really knew where they were going. They were just trying to get the system to do certain things or the business wanted to do certain things. And so you just make a call to the consultant, the consultant come in, made a few code changes, and then boom, you've got your your new feature, but without any long-term vision. Uh, can you talk a little bit about, uh, and you can talk about that particular customer, or if you just want to say in general, how do you approach PeopleSoft customers these days when um, having a roadmap and having a vision is has become such an important part of IT these days? Sure, absolutely. And the customer that we're uh, referring to in the Midwest, you know, obviously that was thanks to you getting us involved. And it was about a year ago. It was like last July. And I tell you what, by the time we started speaking to them, they already had 
people, you know, within their organization that were so disenfranchised with the PeopleSoft product that they were actively courting Workday and other, you know, cloud ERP and cloud HCM providers. That's this, that was the state of PeopleSoft at the time, right? And they knew at least the stakeholders that we were speaking to, the ones that were pro PeopleSoft, they knew that there was so much more that they could do for their stakeholders. And they, they, they also knew they had a small team, right? So this was clearly a case, Robin, where absolutely, you know, they, they and, and, and I give this advice to people all the time, right? And, and it implies to me and it applies to Spearm C, if you don't like the answer you're getting, go ask another person, right? Go ask somebody else. And I think they got to a point where they just didn't like the answers they were getting anymore with regards to, hey, can we take advantage of this? What, what do you think about this? You know, what about, you know, this concept of selective adoption? What about bringing our tools up to speed? So anyways, long story short, right, we, uh, we took over managed services for this customer back in March of last year. The timing was impeccable because we had originally planned to be on site for about four months doing a proper transition. And uh, then everything went into lockdown. <laughs> so right. That was quite the experience. But I tell you what, I, I, I think it allowed us to become even more precise around how we wanted, you know, how we wanted to serve them. And, and absolutely, the first thing we did was we put a roadmap together. So clearly, we had the support piece of the business to take care of, right? And that we put into place, right? And that machinery, the mechanics around that was put into place. But at the same time, Robin, what we were doing is building a roadmap. Okay. And we bifurcated the roadmap into like, all right, what do you guys, you know, where are you at right now with financials? Where are you at right now with HCM? And they had two, you know, there are two instances, you know, were disparate, you know, uh, one version of people tools over here, one version of people tools over here. For example, they didn't have integration broker turned on where the two instances were talking to each other. So, so many things that just weren't ever brought to their attention. So absolutely, the first thing we did is we say, hey, look, there's, there's a lot that we can do for you, clearly, but let's take a step back and put a roadmap together because we need to educate you as our customer first on one, what we think is you know, the right model to, you know, like to move forward with, and two, to understand our approach, right? And, and that's what the roadmap did. And I think that I shared that with you maybe a week ago, right? And so, and, and, and there's nothing magical about it, folks, right? I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, it's a Gantt chart with a roadmap, with timelines, with this is in flight, this is planned, this is, you know, nice to have. And then we walk through and we prioritize it. So again, not rocket science, but when you have a visual and you have everyone communicating and on the same page, it makes it a lot easier to get the buying and, the, and, and to get the business motivated again. And, and I think we are slowly getting there. It's, it's not an overnight occurrence that you have pe people soft haters turning into people soft lovers. Um, and that's not the goal. It was, you know, hey, let's get the people soft haters and let's focus on them and show them the art of the possible where we plan to take it. And, uh, you know, that's, that's been a huge benefit to us. Sometimes that, that, that maybe hates a strong word, but the, yeah. the ones that have been, I like the word disenfranchised that you used because a lot of times they just don't know where to go to get an answer. Yep. And they just assume the system just is the way it is. And then they just form an opinion uh, based on that. And sometimes they just need to be 
re-energized about it, but also just re-baseline and say, look, let's show you what the system can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we put some thought into it, how we can get you there, if this is what you like. I love the term roadmap that you use. I don't, I don't go a day without saying the word roadmap because I have to talk about our roadmap to our customers all the time. And I love doing it because I believe in what we're doing. Yep. Uh, but at the same time, when we sometimes ask our customer, well, what's your roadmap mm-hmm. for, for PeopleSoft? Uh, a lot of times I don't get, uh, I don't get an answer back. And, and, and I mention that because people are so busy, right? They're, they're busy trying to obviously dealing with what's going on these days. Yep. Uh, people have furloughs to process. They've got compliance to do. We've got the CARES Act that comes out. We've got, you know, the, the executive orders that are coming out. Yep. Um, you've got day-to-day business that can, that can fluctuate. Now we have to deal with people working from remotely, which has presents a whole new set of, of challenges from an HR perspective. Sometimes it's it's just we just don't have time to say well what do we what do we want to do over the next you know eighteen months or twenty four months or what have you, I get it because I get stuck in that that mode too uh, and 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 one of the things I heard from Jason Averbrook who's a is an HR uh, influencer uh, I heard him at HR Tech last year and customers were telling him the same thing say hey you know there's all these vendors here there's all these solutions all these partners, how do we pick the right vendor? How do we pick the right solution? How do we pick the right partner? Mm-hmm. He turned around and said, well, what's your roadmap? Yep. What do you want to get accomplished? And the whole room went silent, right? Because not a lot of people are either involved in that decision um, or have taken the time out to think through that. I get the sense that a roadmap is part of the service you guys normally provide. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. And and uh, at SpearMC, the, the term roadmap, maybe a couple of years ago, maybe a year ago, if you asked our leadership, each of our leadership, what's the PeopleSoft roadmap deliverable mean to you? You may have gotten eight or nine various answers or different answers with, with, with regards to what is a roadmap. What we did at Parkview, and actually we started it earlier this year for another customer, healthcare customer, where, where we are providing managed services. And they were going from an upgrade from 9.1 to 9.2, Robin. That's where we said, we need to standardize this concept of what is a roadmap deliverable? So when you ask someone, what's a roadmap? Well, they, they, they may have a concept in their mind as to what a roadmap is to them, right? And, and, and we had that same issue at SpearMC. So we, we said, all right, Let's take the best of the best in terms of a roadmap. So part of it is going to be the visual, the Gantt chart. And again, this is nothing more than a number of slides, right? So you have a roadmap and then you have it on the following slides, be it the objectives or what you're wanting to accomplish from a business perspective. And then, you know, how are each of the individual projects or optimizations, how are they prioritized? So again, it wasn't anything major. When we put a roadmap together, and I wish I had one in front of me right now, I don't, but it doesn't take more than a week or two to get it going. Now, it's it's not build it and throw it away, not throw it away, or I mean, it's not just build it, let's put it together and then put it aside. It's continuously update it, continuously work the roadmap so that, you know, as you're getting input from your business stakeholders, from others in the organization, getting buy-in as to the roadmap. And it also helps a lot of times, you know, when we're working with you guys at Oracle to share, hey, this is the roadmap that we built with this customer. So I think back to the question on like when we start an engagement like this, the first thing we do is we put the roadmap together. 
And uh, most customers don't have a template or don't have a deliverable in place. And so oftentimes we use ours. That's great. Um, and you're right. Uh, some people don't even know where to start with that because they're in such operations mode. They're just trying to put out fires. They're trying to react to what's going on, which again, I totally get it. Part of my day is about that as well. But we also have to somehow look forward and be able to get buy-in. Indeed. And I love what you said is that you don't just stand still on a roadmap that you build today because six months from now, it may not be 100% valid. It may need to be, I mean, just imagine if you'd build out a roadmap, which many people did do in January <laughs> and you're sitting now, do you, how much of that is still applicable? I mean, certainly projects that were already underway, customers had to figure out how to do it remotely and work with their partners remotely. And to our customers' credit, I mean, people still continue to crank out and, and do finish upgrades, uh, finish deploying fluid, doing some of those other things, which have totally amazed to me how we were able to all adapt and, and not stop the presses on these projects. But can you imagine if you're just saying, well, we locked in our roadmap for the next two years, so uh, we'll just have to fight through what's happening, what's happening these days. Some of those things you can't fight through, you've got to readjust. And we do it too, right? We'll put together a roadmap for about 18 months or so. Yep. Every six months, we get together and tweak it yep. because, uh, um, I mean, things change. And that's, that's just part of reality. The, 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 the single best, well, and, and again, this is my opinion, but as a communication tool, that's its greatest purpose. You use a roadmap to communicate the plan. That I think is, you know, one of the most important aspects of, you know, of having this PeopleSoft applications roadmap or the PeopleSoft platform roadmap. It shows that you thought it through uh, and it shows that you've prioritized certain things. And in some cases, leadership will count on your discretion. And in some cases, they'll question it. But either way, um, it does. It's a great communication vehicle. You're right. Um, and, and we use it, too. I mean, it's primarily the way we communicate to customers. Um, there's not one customer I meet with um, on any day of the week that doesn't want to know something about our roadmap. I'll make sure to, uh, you know, back in, uh, it was like the April, May timeframe where we were all kind of sitting back wondering, okay, so folks, what are we going to do here? <laughs> well, we decided to come up with about nine webinars, right? Our, our own webinars that we built from the ground up with our own content. And one of these, Robin, is creating a PeopleSoft platform roadmap. I'll email you the link. So, you know, if there's any way you can attach it to this podcast or, you know, as part of the description, because we're spending a lot of time talking about it. And uh, to the managing directors here at SpearMC, walk you through, hey, this is how we went about building this roadmap template at SpearMC. That's great. Yeah, we can definitely try to do that. So I know a lot of your experience as a company is with healthcare customers yep. and um, healthcare customers are one of our top industries as for PeopleSoft customers. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about what you've been experiencing with them? What are maybe are some of the top priorities that they have considering that, you know, they're at the forefront of everything that's happening these days. Um, they probably have some things going on operationally uh, that they need your help with. Can you talk a little bit about what, what you're seeing from the healthcare customer? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, healthcare for SpearMC, uh, it, it's always been a strong vertical for us. You know, I found over the years, you know, if you look at the top four or five, you know, being healthcare, public sector, higher ed, utilities, energy, and, and then also financial services, uh, up until about 2016, they were spread pretty evenly, you know, probably, you know, like 20 to 25% across, you know, each vertical. And then 
there was a shift to just more and more healthcare, healthcare and research related organizations. Um, and part of that was, um, you know, we went on a, a bit of a hiring spree you know, three, four years ago, and a lot of the folks we brought on board had some, you know, had some great domain expertise within the healthcare and research community. Uh, we also got very involved with the HIUG, the healthcare industry user group at that time, and, um, you know, became um, one of the community pillar sponsors. We've actually been a pillar sponsor for Interact uh, for the last, well, like four years now. Uh, so, okay, that, that being said, and then uh, we've also, over the last couple of years, we've sponsored our own PeopleSoft Healthcare Forum. Um, and that was uh, done in purpose uh, or in, in person. It was here on the West Coast and uh, we did it two years ago up in Seattle. Uh, three years ago, we're in Los Angeles. This year, we were going to be at Kaiser Permanente here in Pleasanton, but clearly uh, that's been postponed to hopefully next year. But so what, what, what am I seeing in healthcare? And man, let me tell you, they, uh, there is not, I mean, every, every industry, right, has been uniquely impacted. But when, you know, probably three out of four of our customers across the board are in healthcare, you really felt the impact of COVID, you know, as a consulting firm, right? So it's been a, uh, you know, it's been a tough and interesting year. What I saw a lot of is as things started to, I'm not going to say normalize, but as people started to get a handle as to what the new working environment would be like, what you know, work still needed to happen in the PeopleSoft space, the, the expertise that we had at SpearMC, the domain expertise that we had at SpearMC around healthcare, that made a huge impact. And so what we're seeing now, Robin, is a lot of activity in the healthcare space. We're not seeing uh, the big bang projects. We're seeing, you know, smaller, you know, smaller SOW, smaller projects, anywhere, you know, from, I don't, I don't know, uh, eight to 12 weeks in length, maximum. Just in the last three weeks, Robin, in healthcare, I've been either part of demos or projects, right, that, you know, I've, I've been involved in, right? Well, so, so one was mobile expenses, right? And, and uh, working, you know, working with doctors to educate them, you know, as to how they put it in their expense receipts. Um, one is uh, working on a grants management project, you know, and this specifically had to do with COVID research, um, you know, how they, you know, how they're distributing their labor costs, um, how they're doing their reporting back to the NIH, Another one was with cash management, uh, reconciling PeopleSoft receipts to Epic patient billing. I was on a demo this morning, maintenance management, um, you know, to uh, handle the ambulance fleet with ePro punch out for when work had to get done to the ambulances, right? And they weren't necessarily in the garage. So another one a few days ago on program and resource management for PeopleSoft or in terms of, uh, hey, how can we use this module for, uh, you know, to schedule the nurses and doctors. So what, what's, what's interesting right now is healthcare is being very prescriptive right now, no pun intended, around, hey, how can we take what we have? We are staying on PeopleSoft, right? And that's the commitment I'm seeing, especially in healthcare right now, okay? You know, is, is in terms of just where the budgets are. How can we leverage what we had, have and expand upon the existing footprint? And what can we do with either what we have licensed and we're not taking advantage of or 
What else can we license so that we can expand upon the footprint that we're currently on? Do you think, Marcus, that's uh, because of cost containment? Because obviously, if you license something new, it's going to cost you more. Or is it uh, maybe uh, just a fact of just being able to speed of getting things turned around? Because like you said, they're being more prescriptive. I would say they're also being more precise. And it seems like that speed turnaround of this functionality seems to be important. What are you seeing as a driver for these types of projects? Yeah, so clearly there's a need to continue to get things done, right? I mean, and, and you know, hospitals never close, right? There is no concept of like, oh yeah, you know what, we're going to go and work from home. That's, that's just not going to ever happen, right? So things are always happening. And there was clearly a need to get these projects done. The cost containment piece of it, that was, I think that's a huge piece of it, right? So um, it's, it's, hey, how can we, you know, how, how can we still get these projects done, but in smaller bites? What we're seeing now is instead of, okay, well, we're going to, you know, implement this new pump image. And along with that, we're going to do all these other things. It's more, we're going to create a pilot, right? So for example, you know, program resource management, we're going to do a 10 week pilot. You're going to show us what we can do with PeopleSoft. And then we're going to take a step back and see, okay, now for a phase two, what else can we do there? So I think it's just, they're forced into being, you know, smarter about, you know, what they want to do with the application along with, you know, the limited, you know, the limited budget that they have. Yeah, that makes sense. And we're seeing that in other industries as well. But like you said, there's nothing at this time more unique than, healthcare where they don't have the option to work from home. Yep. They don't have the option to wait around for a year for an application to be purchased and installed, mm-hmm. configured. And and that's the business they're in. They're used to a rapid turnaround. And I think the sooner you can get buy-in from leadership or the end users uh, through like a, a, a pilot, for example, or a prototype, uh, the better because then the expectations already been set and uh, and away you go. And and the other thing that I've learned, and I'd like to hear your thoughts on this, I don't think there's anybody that has a higher benchmark for technology than healthcare. Because if you look at all of the investment technology is making, and, and, and I'm talking outside the enterprise applications like, like I'm responsible for, but I'm talking just the technology of the robotic doctors that they have and all of the database systems, the systems that they're using, the databases they have to interact with, uh, they've become kind of uh, forefront of technology and using technology to service patients. And it has to be right. I mean, we're talking life and death here, right? (laughs) That's exactly it. So, you know, as, you know, as I was listening to you, um, it's, it's, it's about the importance of, of the mission, right? And it's, it's to save lives. It's, it's to serve the community and to do research. That's it. I mean, that's, that's the mission. Okay. I mean, and everything else comes secondary. And I think what, what COVID did, and, and you know, it, it's always been there, but it, it heightened the importance of what everyone is doing that, is, that works for the healthcare system right? Be it a doctor, a nurse, IT, finance, HR, payroll, 
and you're part of this organization and and there is this heightened importance around the mission and there's this heightened importance around we got to be right and we got to be perfect okay and and uh, you know we as consultants right we got the message as well guys you got to be perfect you have to be perfect on this this is the budget this is the deliverable and it has to happen right and and uh, there's a heightened level of stress and you know, I think good consultants perform well under stress. Yeah. Now I'll say this much part of, part of this. Oh, okay. Well, you know, the smaller SOWs, these smaller bodies of work, well, you can contain your scope. You can, you can manage your deliverable better, right? When you have a smaller project, a smaller SOW, a smaller budget that you know, you have to meet, right? You, you can approach perfection much easier than with a, you know, a multi-year contract, right? So I think it really came down to that, just this heightened level of urgency and, and nervousness and stress of getting it right, you know? Yeah, sometimes that pressure, well, I know, not just sometimes, anytime you're under pressure like that, yeah. you have to focus, you know? And then, yep. and uh, that you don't have a choice, either you focus or you get out of the way and someone else who can focus will, will yeah. do it, but it just causes you uh, to focus. And that's what they do on a daily basis. And that's what they're expecting from you. Yep. Right? They're expecting from their vendors. I think uh, I think that's a great point. So you've you've picked an interesting industry to focus on. I mean, I know you I know you do work in financial <laughs> services and sector and right. higher ed. You're not just healthcare, but you. What I appreciate about you, and one of the reasons why uh, I tried to connect you with this one other customer we were talking about earlier, is because you know their industry. Uh, really well, just by what you just said there, you, you have to understand your customer. Yep. I agree. I agree. And, and, and uh, you know, I, I, I probably get involved um, with too many demos, too many workshops, too many requirements, gathering calls. I, I always seem to be on them. And, and part of it is just, I, I want to understand what's the business asking for and how do we plan to meet that need uh, with, you know, with the delivered functionality, right? Without doing any kind of customization or any of that, but it's, so it's, it's one educating myself. So, you know, I can be a better leader at SpearMC. The other thing is just making sure, all right, guys, this is what we said we were going to do. Let's make sure we can do it. Right. So absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta be held accountable for that. You got it. That's right. So, but, so let me ask you this, Marcus. Yeah. So based on the other industries that you, that you also work with, yep. so you've got a number of accounts. Yep. What are you seeing as a, I don't know if it's a pattern's the right word, but just some consistency around what PeopleSoft customers are doing. Is there anything that you can spot, maybe one or two things that you're seeing is consistent that customers are, are needing to get done with PeopleSoft? Yeah, um, absolutely. In fact, um, great question. And around that, specifically this concept of optimization. All right, well, you know, people throw around optimization all the time. All right, well, what do you mean by optimization? And, and, and I'm seeing a lot of this in public sector and higher ed right now, specifically. In fact, we've won a lot of RFPs recently uh, in the HCM space. So um, implementing benefits administration, but along with optimizing, you know, employee self-service, you know, like fluid. Another one was in higher ed, you know, for personnel, um, was it like personal action functionality? Let's see. Another one is HCM compensation planning, COBRA administration, HCM data privacy. So, what I'm, 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 you know, and and outside of the Ben Admin implementation, that that's the only net new module. A lot of these other ones. Oh, and, and another one is health and safety, right? Which, which is it's it's cool because as I'm spending more time on 
these calls and, you know, on these RFP, you know, or on the proposal efforts, I'm learning so much more about it. And what I'm finding that's so cool about HCM is all of this stuff is included. <laughs> like they're asking for all these things and it's just, it's included in their licensing. I'm just like, wow. I'm like all of these like really cool features. And so that that's what I'm seeing a lot of right now, Robin is, is, you know, optimizing what they already have. I mean, I, and I think that's what, that's where the smart money is in my opinion, right? In my opinion, the smart money is on customers, that are currently, you know, with PeopleSoft and relatively current and, and, and their plan is to stay current, the smart money is they are going to optimize what they have. So if a customer calls you up and says, all right, Marcus, I need to optimize. There's a couple things that we want to do. And maybe they mentioned they want to start tracking incidences. Um, they want to be better compliant with uh, data privacy, since there's a number of laws out there in Europe, in California, and others that are that are really honing in on making sure employee data is kept private. Let's say they call you up and they say that they've got a couple of these initiatives that they want to optimize. What? What? Walk me through what? What? Uh, what you? What type of conversation you would have with that customer? What? What are you going to be asking them, and what are you? What are you looking for when when they do ask you to optimize? Well. I hate to sound flippant, but the first thing I'm going to be like is, 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 uh, what does your roadmap look like? Right. Right. We talked about that earlier, right? Yeah. <laughs> How important is this to you and where does it fall? Hey, absolutely. Hey, absolutely. hey what's your roadmap look like? Oh, you don't have one. <laughs> okay. Let me show you something. <laughs> no, no. In all honesty though, I mean, that's where it starts, but let's back up a little bit. Let's talk to, um, the first thing I'm going to be like, where are you in terms of how current are you? Yeah. Okay. Are you current? Okay. If you are current, what's your plan to stay current? So that's where I start, right? At the fundamental level. Right. Talk to me about what are your thoughts on one, getting current if you're not. Two, what are your thoughts on then how do you stay current? Okay. And then once we have that discussion, right? And and mean and 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 that's nothing more than just, you know. You can talk to us about where you are with your pums, where you are with your, your strategy for, for either just installing the whole pum or just doing the selective adoption. How are you pulling out your customization? Talk to me about you know, what you're doing for ongoing testing. Start there, then start to look at, okay, what's driving this requirement to optimize? What's, what are your stakeholders asking for? Let's take a look at what your stakeholders are asking for. And let's put together some sort of a deliverable matrix in terms of what we think. All right, the stakeholders are asking for all these requirements. Okay, and then we'll come back with a matrix on like, okay, these are the deliverables that would meet this requirement. This is a deliverable that would meet this requirement, right? And and what we at that point have is a series of deliverables, projects, SOWs, whatever you want to call them. Okay, and where we tie those to these requirements that the business or, you know, that the stakeholders have around like things that they want to optimize. And then we go through an exercise of, okay, do we have any low hanging fruit here? And let's, let's give that some priority because if we can knock some of these things out and get people motivated with the ability to optimize PeopleSoft for low cost, low effort and high reward, then get those and then let's start to look at some of these, you know, higher impact optimization deliverables 
that may take a little bit more time, <clears throat> that may involve change management, that may involve you know, business process, and see how those fall into the roadmap. So hopefully I answered your question. Yeah, Without, I, I think- far uh, off on a tangent, I, I, I- No, no, that was good. Um, because it is important to ask the basic questions first, because you can still go in and deliver what they ask for, yep. but then three months from now, they're out of date. You know, they're not current or they run into another challenge because they weren't current to begin with. And having that strategy of getting current or at least have a strategy of taking on new features yep. um, is 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 al almost tier, tier one, right? I mean, tier zero is probably staying current with tools, but certainly after that, right. you've got to make sure you have a strategy in place so people know what to expect. Um, but what I like about what you said was around... Uh, basically customers understanding what what that roadmap is going to look like, what the driver is for what they're asking for and getting to those low hanging fruit or quick wins, as yep. some people say. Uh, because I think in people saw in some organizations have a reputation of a product that can get there, but it takes a while. Yeah. Right. And but that's not necessarily the case, especially if the customer is somewhat current, not 100 percent current, but somewhat current you can deliver some really quick wins through configuration that um, can show promise, can show where we're going and buy you some time to get to those bigger projects. Yeah. And I think that's, that's kind of what you're sharing. And what I like about partners like you all with SpearMC is that you are connected enough with us, right? I mean, we talk to you guys on a regular basis, yeah. just like we talk to partners that are connected with us. Yeah that um, you know if the product already does what they need it to do, yeah. right? And, and that's important because we don't, want, we don't want to build a custom module for them if they can take what's already in PeopleSoft, maybe tweak it a little, little bit and make it work. Absolutely. And, you know, you look at the last three, four, five years, <clears throat> the amount of investment and energy and effort that you guys, you guys being with the Oracle team, right? You know, so Paco's team at Oracle, how much time you've spent in turning this product into what used to be these mega upgrades into this concept of hum updates and, you know, all the configuration tools. And, and I'm not going to go into all of them, but what's, what's so remarkable about it is it's truly turned PeopleSoft into something that used to be thought of like, oh, geez, you know, man, to just do this is going to take so much time. That's not the case anymore. And, and I think what's happening it, and, and what's happening now for a while is people, you know, are really listening to the message, right? And, and, you know, after three, four, five years of consistently talking about this is the way to do it right. Okay. And it's back to a customer saying like, look, if you don't like the answer you're getting, if somebody, I don't know who I was talking to. It was, it was like, I, I guess in, I don't know who the SI was, but, you know, talk to one of our customers, you know, with regards to a people tools upgrade. And it was just like, I don't know, 18 months or something like that. I mean, it was crazy. And I'm just like, Oh my God, that, that that's insane. You don't have to do that anymore. You know? So right. there's just so many things that you guys have built into the product that has made it totally self-service. So anyways, and, and, and I'll be honest, I mean, my biggest fear as I look to the future is, you know, anything that disturbs the cohesiveness of the team that you're on at Oracle. 
I mean, flat out. That's that's like when people are just like, oh, you know, what what you know, what are your fears of the future? Is it you know, or you know, these cloud products, work days, that this this? I'm, I'm like, no, it's 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 this team, this amazing yeah. team. Because I look at you guys, how long you guys have worked together, and it reminds me a lot of Spear MC, how long we've worked together, and there is so much germane knowledge and history and just you know where the right hand knows what the left hand is doing and and anyways i mean you know and now i am going off on a tangent but that is, <laughs> no but it's true that it, is my biggest very, fear there are some similarities between the culture of your organization you goes you guys have been together yep. for 10 20 years right and yep. um we've got folks um who started with people so i started with people back in 98 yep. uh i work with people who started with people even before that so We've actually seen each other's kids grow up and, and, and all of that. And there's something to be said about being able to work together like that yep. and, um, and, uh, and use the new tools to our advantage. So yep. I think that's a, that's a, that's a great point. Uh, but in, in looking to the future, the one last thing I want to ask you before yep. we wrap up here is around Kibana. Uh, because you mentioned the future and kind of um, uh, what, what, what we're working on and what we've been able to deliver in the product. Appreciate those kind words. Kibana is yet another thing that gets me excited. Um, I know you're pretty excited about it. Can you share your thoughts on what you've seen with Kibana and the analytics and how it works with uh, our search indices? Yeah. So, um, and I'll start by saying I'm, I'm not I'm not an analytics guy. Um, I'm, I I used to be an Envision report jockey. I can still uh, I can still fumble my way through Envision pretty good. But I'll I'll say this much and and. This is more of a, a, you know, more at the macro level. So um, we we are uh, active users of Google AdWords, okay? And here's where I'm going with this one. So say about uh, earlier this year, right? Once once we knew that you know there was uh, you know a you know a lot of energy and focus being put on you know the PeopleSoft and the Cabana relationship or the relationship with Elastic, right? So we went out and said, all right, we're going to start auctioning you know, or we're going to bid on these keywords, right? And in fact, I've, I've I've got it up right now, right? And so you know we've got this ad group for PeopleSoft Cabana, and we've bid up all these keywords: PeopleSoft Elastic Search, PeopleSoft Analytics, PeopleSoft Dashboards, Cabana, and man you would be, it's pretty cool when you see this graph and it just slowly goes up, up and up and just how many people, and, and this is worldwide, how many people are, are, are actually going into Google and keying in, you know, like PeopleSoft Cabana or, you know, like PeopleSoft, you know, visualization. Anyways, so th- that is, that's where, uh, you know, me, a non-analytics guy, a non, you know, data visualization guy, that's where I can see the increased um, importance, right? Or the increased relevance, right? This is on people's mind. This is what they're searching on. So anyways, I, I just wanted to start there because I, I thought that was pretty cool. And I can share this graph with you, just kind of how it like, it was it was minimal there for about the first four months of the year. And then it just spiked. And that spike is around just all the activity, the education, the thought leadership, and the interest, right? It's not just hype. I'm telling you, man, this is a winner, right? This is a winning horse. And it's something that people have been asking for. People being customers have been asking for this for a very long time. And, and up until this point, right, you know, they had to go to either, you know, Tableau, a third party product or invest heavily in OBI or, you know, and, you know, another Oracle analytics product. 
now they have something out of the box. And so that's, that's what I'm seeing again at a macro level, a, a lot of, you know, interest in this. And once, and yeah, yeah. And, and Robin, I'm telling you, man, once people get to 8.58 and, you know, and, and starting to take advantage of, you know, the, you know, the content that's delivered, the dashboards and the visualizations that are delivered and the potential content that you guys got lined up for HCM and for financials, I'm really looking forward to it. And, and we've actually dedicated at Spearmc, we've dedicated a practice, you know, specifically toward Kibana analytics and visualization. And, you know, we've, um, you know, we've done a number of trainings around it again, right? It, it's all contingent on a customer moving to 858. But, you know, we see this as, you know, a, a, a big interest category into the next, you know, into 2021 and beyond. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And, and, and as we mentioned earlier, again, this is something that doesn't require a separate license. It's embedded as part of people tools. And it's something that our application customers can take advantage of without having to go to, to license something new. So we're, we're pretty excited about it. It's one of my favorite new initiatives that we have going on. So I'm just as excited as you are about it. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and I don't know when I saw, God, when, when was it, Robin? I, I mean, I know we were in Boston maybe a little more than a year ago and I saw you present on HCM analytics and I, I think it was the first time I actually saw you not just present, but drive a demo. I'm just like, whoa, whoa I'm, I'm, I'm very <laughs> impressed right now. This guy is, this guy is peeling back the onion and he's getting yeah. in there and he's like showing him stuff. Right. And, and I mean, and you must, you have a knack for, you know, for not just demoing, but you have a knack for HCM analytics, you know, right. Yeah. What people want to see. Right. And, 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 and then, and then it just naturally evolved to, you know, you see, I mean, you attend a presentation where you're demoing Kibana, man, and it is just like- I appreciate that. Wow. I appreciate it, that. It's, but it's, it's awesome. It's, it's not yeah. slides or anything. So anyways, that, that really got us involved and got us, uh, you know, very excited about it as well. Yeah. And, and it's because customers have been asking for it for a while. Like you said, yep. the, um, I looked at the top 10 requests for analytics or reports, if you will, from uh, six, seven years ago. It's the same that's being asked for now, except for now, I think diversity is uh, and a little bit more compliant stuff are being asked for today, but the list is relatively the same. So we, once we got a hold of, of the, the dashboard capabilities and the really cool data visualizations that are available in Kibana that are not available in Pivot Grids today, mm -hmm. that's when we were able to take it to the next level and show um, a lot of these types of analytics that customers have been asking for that we just weren't able to do in the past. So uh, I'm, I'm super excited. Uh, well, Marcus, it's been my pleasure to have you on the podcast. Likewise. Um, thanks for taking time to talk with me today. Absolutely. It was my pleasure. I really enjoyed it. And uh, Robin, I look forward to seeing you in person again soon. Yeah, hopefully everything will uh, start to sort itself out and we get to get on a plane and, and, and visit with each other. Indeed. In the meantime, I'll just keep, you know, I'll just keep emailing you pictures of me wearing my Cubs visor. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, well, I want to thank everyone for listening and for your support. Don't forget to spread the word about the PeopleSoft Chat podcast and contact me with your suggestions for future guests and topics. Until then, be well and be safe. 
Thank you for listening to the PeopleSoft Chat Podcast. If you have any questions or feedback, please feel free to email Robin at robin.politum at oracle.com. In our next podcast, Rob Townsend, Managing Partner at Motown Group Consulting, joins Robin to chat about the value of fluid and enhanced navigation in your PeopleSoft system.